One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another podcast of Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Krusty and I'm here with Fisher. Hi guys. Hi guys. Today there's only the two of us because uh, Keeney can't make it. So Keeney, you're fired. <laughs> Classic <Vince>. Anyhow, Fisher's going to kick us off. Yeah, so I thought we'd open this week with, obviously, there's no Dynamite um, on Wednesday this week. They've moved it to Saturday, which is a bit of a pain. So we haven't got a, a much AEW to talk about. Um, but we normally, obviously, go in kind of the chronological order, um, unless it's pay-per-views. So we'll, we'll start with AEW this week and just, just briefly talk about Rampage and our thoughts on that. Um, so I don't know if you want to kick us off on, on your opinions on anything that happened on the show. There was a few things of note to talk about on there, Krusty? So we had CM Punk um, coming out. I I can't help but feel that, it, that he, they're just bringing him out now to sort of crowd please. Yeah, um, I do so. enjoy seeing him. He's keeping everyone happy. I suppose if people are going to see AEW, they want to see CM Punk. Uh, the match was pretty average, nothing, nothing special, but I suppose he can't have every single match as an absolute corker. Um, to be honest, it's quite nice to see him actually wrestling every week because I suppose some of the, the big stars don't always do that. So, yeah, it's good yeah. to see him around, but it definitely feels like it's a bit of a crowd, please. I, I get what you mean. He's not really had a proper feud since the start. I mean, obviously, he, he had the build with Darby Allen, but even that was kind of like a, a feud built on respect, um, yeah. really. It wasn't like heel versus face, like real blood feud. He, I feel like he needs... Something soon. Um, hopefully, he'll get something going into full gear. Full gear is coming up, I think, in a few weeks. So, hopefully, he'll get something there. But um, the match itself was, was pretty good, uh, like you say, for a TV match on Rampage. And it is good to have, like you say, I think a, a big star wrestling this often. Um, I know Brian has been wrestling quite a lot as well. Adam Cole, since he came in, sort of three of their newer big stars that they've signed. Um, so, they're doing well in keeping them wrestling. But I feel like... Yeah. In, in the case of all three, maybe not so much Brian because he hasn't been involved with Kenny more, but I feel like they could do more with them um, in terms of um, a big feud. But I feel like we've got that coming. Maybe I think we've got some stuff coming maybe this week. Um, we've got a couple of uh, big, we've got a big Rampage show coming again this weekend and uh, special Dynamite on the Saturday. So I think that Dynamite's where they're really going to start things kicking off. Uh, I yeah. think I agree with you, really. We need CM Punk to get his teeth into a feud now. He's yeah. had his sort of warm-up matches. We know he can wrestle. We yeah. certainly know he can um, spit fire on the mic. 
So... Yeah, because his, his promos so far have been, basically been just been like crowd pleaser promos. He's not really yeah. cut a promo on wrestlers yet. And yeah. I want to see him really go at it with like an MJF or a, or even a Chris Jericho or or anybody really. There's so many guys on the roster that he could could do that with. And at the moment, it's kind of been like a pop when he comes out, says a yeah. few words, and then you know has the odd match. But it's it's fine. You know, I'm, not I'm definitely interested to see whether they decide to put him because they put him at Derby, so they've given him a big star. I'm wondering whether now they're going to maybe give him someone who's more mid card that they want to build because that's the way to do it. Put them with someone like Punk. Um, yeah. I'm interested to know what they do because they've got these big star feuds going on at the moment with the likes of Brian, um, Omega, etc. So, so maybe they'll give him more of a mid card. Do you have any thoughts on who they may feud him with? I'm not completely sure. I mean, I would like to, I'd like to see like MJF at some point, Malachi Black at some point, but I feel like they're big, big feuds. They might say for something huge. Yeah. In terms of the meantime, I'm trying to think of sort of mid mid card level feuds he'd want to do. He has said like he's given like a list of young people that he wants to work with, and I know obviously Darby Allen was at the top of that list, and I'm sure Jungle Boy and people like that will be on there. But in yeah. terms of actual feuds, I'm I'm not sure who who. Is going to be properly next. I wouldn't um, mind. Uh, I, I can't see it happening, but I wouldn't mind maybe a feud with Lance uh, Lance Archer. Yeah, something um, like that could, could be, be all right. Cool. Even Brian Cage, I think that could be good. Um, I know he's just had that match with Powerhouse yeah. Hobbs, so we'll, that'd be a we'll, bit close, I think. But. And we'll get to Cage in a bit because that was probably one of the main things from Rampage. Yeah, um, definitely. So should we move on to, uh, there was a, a tag team, I believe it was a title match between uh, the Lucha Brothers and the Acclaimed. Uh, I know you're a fan of the Acclaimed. Uh, particularly I am. Sort of their, I, their I just rap really actors. like them. I, yeah, I, just I mean, they've, they've got something about them. Um, they have. I mean, it's good that they, 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 I think they need the rap entrance to stand out. I don't think yeah. in the ring they've got anything particularly like, Special, they're not special. They're fine. I think they can hold their own. Yeah, they can hold their own. But I think the the rap entrance makes them stand out. Sometimes I think it goes a bit too far. Sometimes it goes a bit like off subject. But on these on this occasion, I think it was fine what they did. And and the match was. I've not written loads of notes about it, but it. I've just put it, it was a good solid match. And obviously, yeah, I enjoyed it. But the you, Lucha Brothers you can't retained. almost. Um, it's, it's very difficult to not enjoy uh, Lucha Brothers. Uh, yeah. match isn't it yeah yeah um, Mido, uh, I, I'm a massive fan to be honest this in terms of who I like in the tag division on AEW this was a, a pretty sweet match for me I, I yeah. absolutely I, I love these teams and um, I actually thought the um, acclaimed it was probably one of their better matches I've seen that's yeah. probably down to the fact that they're in the ring with one of the best tag teams in the world yeah definitely um, yeah, good match. Like you say, it's hard to have Lucha Brothers don't really have bad matches. They're they're awesome. Um, just a good solid TV match. Again, not not build. A, there's not a, no real obvious feud at the moment there. Um, but I feel like the a big tag feud will come for the Lucha Brothers. Come uh, full gear. Um, I would lo- I would like to see the Santana and Ortiz get a chance against them or something like that. But I know that's two at the moment baby face tag teams. But um, yeah, something like that would be cool. I think. No, I agree. I think it'd be good. I'm interested to see who they decide to to feud them with. But yeah, whatever it is, I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah, I am glad I have to say about that match. So should we move on? Yeah, sure. You mentioned Cage. So. Yeah, so there was only um, 
there was two more matches on the card. So Cage v Starks was the main event. We'll talk about that first. Um, I'll briefly mention the other one after. Um, don't want to just because if we mention every other match apart from one, we might as well mention it. Um, but Starks v Cage <laughs> was um, obviously the main event. Um, it was a really good match, I thought. Um, yeah, me too. It, really good and stuff. They, they used the um, trash can, which is not a spot we see that much, even in hardcore style matches. Um, the lid. Yeah. Um, Starks using the lid. Um, the only my only criticism of this match is is basically the same as we've seen before from them, where yeah. they did an interfere an interference yeah. finish with hubs and hot. Uh, Hubs and Hock. <laughs> Hubs and Hock. Uh, Hubs and Hook is what I was going to say. And you know what? I just want to say, I actually really like Hook yeah. randomly. He's grown on me massively. I just really like that arrogance that he has. I'd like to see him wrestle. Sometime. I want to see him do something soon because I feel like he's he's getting, like the crowd seems to really like him. And I know him on Twitter, he seems to be popular for like oh, no okay. real reason. I don't really know why because he's not done anything. But no. It feels like he's one of those people that's randomly got popular, and I wouldn't mind okay. seeing what he can actually do because I reckon he can. He must be quite good in the ring. Eventually, I can imagine so. Yeah, he looks like he's putting some size on. Yeah, so I think they're just building him up a bit, so he's ready to. Yeah, to, when when they start him, they want to build him and carry on. I guess kind of like Dominic Mysterio. Exactly. Well, yeah. Once they get going, they don't want to stop. So yeah, I'm not sure how young he is because um, obviously AEW has quite a few young wrestlers on their roster, so. You know, I don't think he's much younger than the likes of Derby and people like Dante Martin who are really young on the roster, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully he impresses us when he does. But yeah, sorry, that was a bit of a, um, what do you call it? A segue. Yeah, that was a bit of a segue, that was. Yeah. No, but that was, um, it was good stuff um, between the two. What do you want to see from um, Cage next? Because I know you like Cage. I just want to see him wrestling. I think yeah. for the size, of, I mean, he looks the part, doesn't he? Let's let's face it. He looks the most. I think he's one of the uh, the most sort of stereotypical looking wrestlers you could get. He's absolutely huge, but the way he can move in the ring and the athletic ability of him, I think, is great. Um, where do I want to see him go? You know what? In a, in a strange way, I'm not actually bored of this feud. I just want them to not keep having the same finishes. Usually, yeah. I'd probably be ready for him to pull away from the FTW Championship. Um, well, sorry, the, the stable. But I, I don't mind it at the moment. I, I'm worried if he comes away from it, where, where are they going to put him? Yeah, Dark, he's not... Uh, CM Punk feud would be awesome, but I can't see it. He's one of those wrestlers. He doesn't particularly fit in that well with the mould of the AEW roster. It's good to have something different on your roster, and he is that. But so it's hard to know what he would do next because he was kind of, you know, the big guy along with Hobbs in, in that stable. And now he's separated from that stable when he's just feuding with them. So it's hard, it's difficult to know where they would go next with him. I mean, you could you could move him on to something, one of the other titles about feuds, but I don't I don't see that happening anytime soon because there's too many other people, I think, that would get pushed into that before him. Um he could be a good um good person to to feud with Sammy. Guevara. Yeah, you could, you uh, could, that could do be that. good. I think them as a pairing would be great. Um, going off against each other because they're completely different styles, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, how about yourself? What do you think? Where would you like him to go? Or are you not uh, at all? Would you rather him just fade into the mist? Oh, I don't mind seeing him on TV, but he's not someone I'm like, I'm hugely fussed about. There's so many other people on AEW that I'd, I'd prefer to him. But like I said, I do think he offers something a bit different and, and that's a good thing. Because there's a lot of a shame to guys. lose someone like that when they've come in like bang. Like when AEW wasn't as big 
they didn't have all the big stars. They brought him in as an absolute, like a, a real star. And then to, to, to let him fade away would just be yeah, a bit of an injustice. I, I, totally, I, I totally get what you're saying there. And I think you can still stick it with the, the big guy. It, in ring, I think I prefer him to Miro. That might not be a popular um, opinion, but I, I think he's actually better in ring. Um, he's, he's got that more of a, like a big guy feel about him. Whereas Miro's more like, he's a big guy, but he can, I know they're both quite athletic, I suppose. I, just, I yeah. think Miro's got more of a personality. I think that helps, um, yeah. to, to be honest. Um, and then just quickly, the final thing, we might as well just talk about it. There was a Jade Cargill match on there. And afterwards, she tried to attack Sky Blue, but Thunder Rosa come out to make the save. And I believe we might be getting that match. At, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I think that's going to be a match for full gear. Um, which could be really interesting. That should be good. The, the problem I have with that is I don't think either of them should be losing at this stage. Um, no. no, that is very true. Because and, and hasn't Cargill already pinned Thunder Rosa in the triple yeah. threat match? So, yeah, very interesting. I, I kind of agree. Thunder Rosa. They might have put themselves, they might book themselves into a corner there. I know they'll deliver a finish. And like sometimes WWE do these kind of matches when they put them on and they don't want anyone to lose, but I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was basically rampage. Has he got anything else to say about it? That was about it. It's a pretty short show, isn't it? So yeah. And it's a shame, you know, AEW chat, not a lot this week, but I suppose next week, obviously we'll have dynamite on Saturday and we'll have Friday rampage and then a dynamite on Saturday. Uh, I don't th- I think the dynamite the week after is the Saturday as well. Um, so there are a couple of Saturdays, but there will be one week where we get two dynamites to talk about. That's gonna be busy because it'll be Saturday and Wednesday. So yeah, that'll be um, that'll be a crazy old week, I'm sure. Um, wrestling does move so fast, especially so, at the moment. Uh, crazy times. Yeah, and I mean next week we're gonna have probably have, we'll have Crown Jewel, but I don't know when we're gonna be recording. Whether it'll be before or after Crown Jewel, or du- probably during, because we normally record on. This is recording on a Thursday Live night. Crown Jewel. And yeah, I mean, Crown Draw, I believe, starts at like 5 p.m. next uh, Thursday. In the UK, so it probably yeah. won't be finished till, yeah, in the UK, yeah. So it probably won't be finished till sort of eight, nine o'clock, which would be when we were recording. So yeah, it'd be very I think interesting. We'd be probably recording the next day. Um, we'll have to have a chat about that. Yeah. Let us yeah, know we'll on Twitter to... when you'd like us to record. Yeah. We might have to bring the pod out like a day later or something. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Even though we'll maybe record like a short reaction special to Crown Jewel or extra. I don't know. Anyway, um, so talking of WWE, I think we should move on to the main talking point from WWE from this week, which was the start of the King and Queen of the Ring, well, the Queen's Crown and the King of the Ring tournaments. Um, So they started, there's uh, only eight people in each tournament. I think last time they did 16, um, which was slightly disappointing, but I get that they've got to rush it to get to Crown Jewel when they're doing the finals. Um, Yeah. So eight people on, on... the men's side, eight people on the women's side. Um, two matches on SmackDown of the men's, two of the on Raw, and the same with the women. Um, so on SmackDown side, we got um, Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio, and we got um, Finn Balor versus Cesaro for the men. Mm. Um, anything to what did you make of those two opening so, bouts? I, I didn't. I thought Ray versus Sami Zayn was an okay match. Uh, unfortunately, I'm probably a little bit embarrassed. Uh, embarrassed, but well, I might be embarrassed, but I'm biased <laughs> a little bit because I'm not that much of a fan of Sami Zayn. Ray, as much as I love him, he's gimmicky for me now. 
But what I did like was the fact that it ended by carrying on with this story of now we've had Ray costing Dominic matches by accident. We've now had the flip side of Ray costing, um, sorry, Dominic costing Ray the match, which I I like that, the fact that they've not just completely forgotten about it. So that's still building. So something is definitely going to happen there in the future. We're definitely going to have a fallout there. Yeah, I, I think this match was more about um, carrying on the story of that yeah. rather than the tournament itself, because I don't think Sami Zayn's going to win and become King of the Ring. So I think no. it was purely just oh, yeah. a match to further Definitely the story and, and Sami gets through <laughs> to the next round where, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about predictions. We, got, we ran a poll on our Twitter, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I don't think Sami's going to win the whole thing. But yeah, this, this match was fine for what it was. For like A lot of the matches, and we'll get to the women's ones in a minute, but they weren't given a massive amount of time, some of them. Um, the men's ones, a little bit more. Um, the second one, I felt, was, was given more time. Um, this match was fine. Yeah. But like you say, it was more about the story um, of between Ray and Dominic than the... And obviously, there was the promo before with Sammy. And I liked that part. So if that was what they were going for, that was that was good. Exactly. Was I think they, they achieved what they tried to achieve there. Um, and in terms of um, Balor and Cesaro, when I saw this was on there, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. wow, this is a this is a cool match for the yeah. King of the Ring. Like, that's worthy of being the final. Definitely. Um, and, yeah, and they had, I think it went like 10, 12 minutes, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what a good match. And it was, a, it was a pretty, pretty damn good match. Pretty solid, um, yeah. Yeah, no, no complaints about that one at all. Um, Balor winning cuts from uh, um, from Cesaro on Balor. Yeah, the... and we actually got a proper finish here with a coup de bras as well. It was no, I thought they might do a roll up finish here or something, but they actually went coup de gras and uh, pin. I mean, I feel bad for Cesaro in a way, but it is the Finn Balor. Finn Balor needs that win, um, and Finn is someone that could potentially win the tournament. So. I think that's fine from Finn's One thing I did find strange in this match is that they the commentators actually mentioned the rope breaking due to a malfunction in Finn's match. I don't remember hearing that, did they? Yeah, yeah. They I must have missed that completely. And I was like, what? I was like, why did you even say that? If you're going to mm. make us forget about it, don't say it. Yeah, because they haven't, they haven't explained why it happened or done anything yeah. since. They so said it was weird. due to a malfunction. I was like, oh, no, you said it now. Uh, <laughs> terrible WWE. Yeah, that's if you're gonna have someone good. break the rope, it can't be Finn Balor. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I want the health and safety inquiry into that right away, and I want to see the report. <laughs> that, that could have taken someone's eye out. Yeah, that, it was a da- it was a dangerous spot, genuinely, and um, you know, it's a bit weird, a bit needless. Um, terrible booking that. So, yeah. Anyway, the actual match, yeah, great, good result. Um, bit of a shame, Cesaro. Had to suffer at the, at the hands of Bala. Um, I'd have liked him to have gone a bit further in the tournament, but yeah, good match. Yeah, and then we, so we got the other two. We'll talk about the other two men's matches, um, and then we'll talk about the women's as a whole. Uh, so the other two men's matches were from Raw, which was Xavier Woods versus Ricochet, and Kofi Kingston versus Jinder Mahal. Um, and here, I really just expected both New Day members to win. They even teased it in the promos. You know, they did two interviews before the Kofi's match and before Woods's and saying, what's going to happen if you two face each other? And they kind of laughed it off. And I just thought, well, they're clearly going to do that match. That would have been a really nice main event for next week. Like you set up the New Day match against each other, one-on-one, friendly match, just to see who goes through um, against each other next week. And then obviously Woods went first and won. So I was really convinced that Kofi was going to win later on, especially Jinder's not been pushed at all. 
Um, and I thought Woods and Ricochet actually had probably the best match of the first round. Um, yeah, I think Ricochet I agree with was, you there. It was nice to was see Ricochet. Um, I was thinking this is the Ricochet we used to have in NXT. Yeah. Where he's flying around, doing some crazy... I think at one point he jumped out of the ring three or four times in a row. Yeah, um, he did one from like the middle of the ring over the turnbuckle to the outside. It's like a really cool spot. And, and Woods is great as well. Yeah. Um, and I think they had a really, I think they had a really good match actually um, on Raw. Probably the maybe the best match on Raw that night. And um, Woods winning was the right result, I felt. Um, he's someone that was very passionate about the King Ring tournament and has always wanted to win it. So I hope he at least gets to the final. Um, but I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. But yeah, really interesting stuff. So yeah, the next one, Jinder. First, Kofi. I think I agree. It would have been nice to have had uh, an all-new day uh, yeah. match next week. It would have been an interesting twist, but I guess they don't want to make them appear not strong and bonded because they, they obviously want them to go far. I can see the tag team belts being put on them again in, in the near future. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a Jinder win. I actually thought it was a good match, and it would have been nice to see the New Day go off against each other, but I actually think it was... Maybe nice they're saving that Jinder win. as well. Yeah, I think you could make a mass. You could have a huge feud for months with a new day. Yeah, um, sort of split. But that, when they do that, I think that's probably before they're ready to release. Maybe Kofi retire or something like that. Yeah, um, down the, I think that's really quite a few years down. off if that happens. Yeah, but I I didn't mind seeing Jinder win because what something I hate with WWE or any wrestling company is when they have someone who's been at the top of the game, WWE champion, Jinder Mahal, beating the likes of Randy Orton, and then suddenly he can't beat anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can't go to one extreme to the other. Because they had him, he was literally a job, he like lost all the time. Then suddenly yeah. he won all the time, and then he lost all the time again. And it's just, yeah. it's baffling stuff when, it, when that, they do that. And, um, you know, he has had a little bit of a like mid-card push, I suppose. But yeah, big win for him here. Um, and, and he finished with a colossus as well. And then again, a clean fin- I thought if Jinder would win here, it'd either be with interference or a roll-up. But yeah, he just pinned the Kofi clean in the middle of the ring with a coloss, which yeah. is is good. I'm glad that the men's side of the tournament, at least, is having some decent finishes and some good booking. Um, so we ran our Twitter poll. I might as well talk about the men's one first. Um, so we asked, who would you want to win um, King, of the, uh, King of the Ring? It's worth um, mentioning, I don't actually know the results to this. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually interested to see so, what the um, results were. So in fourth place was Kofi with 0% of the vote. He, nobody voted for Kofi. <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sami Zayn got 18 Okay, well, no, I'd have rather put Kofi above Sami Zayn. So and then who, who voted it, for Sami And then it was close at the top. So Balor got 36% and Woods got 45 Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And I think the reason for that is because obviously, again, Xavier Woods has been, he's had like future King of the Ring in his Twitter profile for like two years. He's like obsessed with being King of the Ring. So I think people want it for him. It'd be nice. Do you think, do you think they'll give it to him? I actually don't think they will. I've got a funny feeling that Balor's going to win it. Okay. And it also, it also wouldn't surprise me, having seen what happened if Jinder won. That'd be cool as well. I it wouldn't. wouldn't mind it wouldn't shock me if he was King Jinder. He was from Maharaja to King. That, that'd be cool. I, I'd like that. You know what? I'm, I'm a big fan of Jinder. I don't want him to have a 
have the title, not the reign that he had last time. Oh, of course not, no. But have him with a with a crown on. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So but any yeah. of them, to be honest, I'd be In, happy interesting to interesting poll anyway. Um, but obviously, mm-hmm. um, this was done at the start. So obviously, Kofi's out. So Jinder wasn't in the. You're probably thinking, why is Kofi in the poll? Because he didn't even win. Um, but this was done before. This was done after SmackDown, but before Raw, I think. So obviously, Jinder wasn't put in the poll. Kofi was. Been interesting to see if Jinder got any votes. He probably wouldn't have. <laughs> you know what it's like. Um, <laughs> I'm going to vote for him now. And um, so yeah, we'll move on to the women's, and I've got a lot of a lot of opinion on the women's and how it was booked. Um, so. First of all, we had um, Tony Storm and Zelina Vega go at it. Um, I was shocked by the result of this one. I really thought Zelina, I've mentioned it on this podcast many a times, Zelina Vega's booking's been strange since she come back. And I thought Tony Storm would just win this clean. Um, but not the case. Zelina Vega wins and goes through to the next round. So I can't say, um, I, I was surprised, I was surprised, because I thought this is the time where Tony Storm's going to be pushed. Um, I did find it a bit odd that they didn't push her, but I'm not displeased by that. I think Zelina Vega's been used pretty poorly, and it's nice to see her actually win something. I can't see it going any further, but it was still nice to um, to see her wrestling. And Tony Storm, so it's two very underutilised superstars in the ring, uh, yeah. Had a pretty good match. To be honest, it was something yeah. that made me laugh, and I can't help but not mention it when <laughs> Zelina Vega's promo said, "Kiss my ring." <laughs> and <laughs> I, I don't know how else you'd say that without it being funny. Maybe it's just my childish behaviour. It, well, it was a bit kiss the ring, maybe, but not kiss my ring. Keely mm. can kiss my ring after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's surprising. Like you said, they're both underutilized. So I wasn't that fussed who won. I just expected Tony. Also, and... good finish. Yes. Code red. I didn't even know that was her finisher. What a cool move. And yeah. it was clean. Yeah, yeah, good match. I was pleased with that. Was yeah, really so that, that was fine. Although, it, again, not much time given to it, um, which no. we'll get to. Um, the other match on the show was. Again, for the hundredth time on SmackDown, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Mm. Um, again, a con- continuation of a feud rather than necessarily um, a match in a tournament. I felt like, yeah. and this went very quick, and I couldn't believe that Carmella won this one. This really shocked me, especially after Zelina won earlier. Um, I thought surely you'd have Liv v Zelina, um, and Liv's been getting the better of Carmella throughout the feud. So I was very shocked when. Um, Carmella pinned Liv Morgan here um, in a very short match. Again, not put no effort put into it, really. I'm not happy with this feud at all. I want it to stop. I rate Carmella. I always did. I don't like this. I just don't like it. It doesn't work against Liv Morgan. They're not showing off how they can wrestle. Both of them are very good wrestlers. They're just... Yeah. It's just not giving either of them uh, a good look in my opinion Liv's just looking like a victim and um, Carmella's just it, being a bully which is, and this masking is just yeah I was going to say the mask thing really bugged me because two weeks in a row she's gone out there and got the mask and done exactly the same thing and Liv's reacted exactly the same way like oh my god yeah. what are you doing like well she did the same thing last week so 
surely you know what she, yeah. she's doing and it just it was lame it was extremely lame and I, when we get to the end of the the women's booking i'll talk about what my thoughts on the tournament are but so that was the two on two two on smackdown um on raw i felt like they were slightly better but not much um so the first one was um Shayna Baszler and Dana Brooke. Now this went yeah. short, but this I don't mind going short because Shayna Baszler at the moment has been booked wrecking people and having short matches and being a killer basically. Um, so that for me works. Um, and Shayna should really be the odds on favourite, I think, to win this tournament because the other people in there are not booked strong. Um, I think um, being queen, queen of spades as well. Yep. Yeah. I, I think her it just fits, queen gimmick, it so well. Yeah, and I think it'll just be a good it'll be a good thing for her to have some sort of push um into a major because she's I know she's had the tag team titles, but she's not had um the women's title on the on the main roster. I know she had the shot at WrestleMania. Um my only last concern year. is they tend to like using um they tend to like using people who still quite a lot of charisma. For, to have yeah. this sort of king, well, with yeah. the king, and I'm sure she's brilliant in ring on the mic. I'm not too sure if they'll give that she, if she'll give her uh, WWE what they want from it. If you think back to our previous King of the Rings, they, they've all had a quite often they're, com- they're a comedy. So, sometimes they're used in a comedy way as well, and she's definitely yeah. not a comedy wrestler. So, yeah, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. Um, but it depends if it depends whether they're going to go with like a full queen gimmick on this or whether they're just going to give them the crown and then they just use it as a not don't really use it. And they just yeah, that could gimmick. be quite good. I would yeah. kind of prefer that because I don't actually like the king and queen gimmick much. No, um, it's on the right person it can work, but you know sometimes it doesn't. Like we we saw Baron Corbin have it for way too long, and I think it ruined his character. Yeah. Um, and that now he's kind of recovered that, but it does does do some damage. I think. Apart from King Booker. Yeah. King Booker was awesome. Um, obviously Stone Cold won King of the Ring back in 97 and did the Austin 316 promo and that changed the course of wrestling forever. So it's not all bad, but um, you know, I think even Wade Barrett a few years ago did did okay with it and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so there have been some good ones, but um, and William Regal, another great one. Um, but the last couple of times it's felt a little bit um, lame, to be honest. Um and then the second match we got was Dewdrop and Natalia. Um, another fairly short match, I think. I think this actually went the longest of all the women's <laughs> matches, and it wasn't long. Um, and Dewdrop getting the win here, um, which I kind of expected. So I think we've got obviously date, uh, Shane of E. Dewdrop, which I think could be interesting and a good match um, is yeah. in the other in the other semi final. Um, what did you make of that? It was okay. Um, both are pretty good wrestlers. We we know Natalia can wrestle, um, but it, it wasn't anything that really interested me too much. I know neither of them are gonna get too far in the tournament, but as you say, it's just not the the, the women's queen of the ring just isn't quite getting my attention as much as I'd like it to at the moment. And this was definitely one of the matches that I could have not bothered watching and it really wouldn't have phased me too much yeah so i'm gonna go on a little mini rant here but so these four matches i saw it online afterwards i can't remember the exact timings but i believe combined the four women's matches went under 12 minutes um across four matches 
which is dreadful. You're putting yeah. all this. It's the first ever time you're doing a Queen of the Ring. What's the point in doing it if you're only going to give it 12 minutes of TV time? Yeah. Um, hopefully the semis will get a little bit longer, but I don't see Zelina and Carmella getting a long torn, mm. um, match somehow. Maybe mm, Shane and Dudrop maybe. Because it's on Raw as well, they do tend to do longer matches because it's a longer show. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, 12 minutes. I think Finn Balor Cesaro went the same amount of time as the other four matches, them four matches combined. I think when you've got a three-hour show like Raw, that's just, it's, it's just not right at all. Um, and there wasn't even that much else on there. We really could have. No, you could have put more stuff. effort into it, considering you did DQ finishes and, and promos and recaps and things like that. Like, you really could have. So the poll for the women's, um, this one was a little bit more one-sided, actually. Um, so Carmella and Zelina Vega got, we did do this one, this, this one we did have the right four people in it. Car- uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega got 5% of the vote each. Dewdrop got 11, but Shayna Baszler got 77.8%. Okay, of the vote. yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> it, does, it makes sense, doesn't it? Someone so, voting for Carmella and Zelina randomly surprises me, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, we didn't have a massive pool, but it was quite quite good um, amount of votes. And um, yeah, so each person got a few. The only person who didn't get anything on the on there at all was Kofi for some reason. Um, poor, <laughs> poor Kofi. Kofi. I think it's maybe because he just doesn't need the King of the Ring. It's not. I don't think it's anything against Kofi, but um, there'd be no point in him winning it. I don't really see what it'd do for him at this point. Uh, I agree. Um, so let's move on to the the rest of. Um, main roster WWE stuff. So we can talk about SmackDown first, as obviously chronologically first, and then we'll talk about um, anything else that happened on Raw. Yeah, so sure. I thought it was a really weird start um, <laughs> to the TV anyway. I mean, you started and Sasha and um, Becky were like already out and Bianca was pretty much already in, almost in the ring. It was as if they started the recording a bit late. That was just an observation I made. Um Especially when usually they, they're the big stars, they always tend to give them the, the entrance. Um, it just seemed really weird. Bianca was just pretty much in the ring, stepping under the ropes. Um, felt a bit pantomime to be honest. Uh, I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was pretty cool, but it just felt like something you'd see in a pantomime. The ending, though, wow. Um, Belair, KOD in. Yes, I, that was my really my only session. noticeable. That was really my only um, noticeable thing from this segment. I didn't really enjoy the promo stuff. I thought it was kind of like you say, a bit pantomime, a bit just a bit, yeah. lame, just a bit lazy yeah. WWE scripted promo stuff. But yeah. the, what we got was a show of Bianca's strength. Oh wow! Yeah, and and I love it when they do they do those spots with Bianca, and it was impressive stuff. And I like the way she went through the table onto Sasha onto yeah. the table. I thought I thought that was really well done. Um, so credit to that for that. Um, we'll get onto the stuff involving them three on Raw in a minute. Um, but yeah, so that was okay opening segment wise um, with the ending of it. Um, the other thing I think that was noticeable on um, on SmackDown was the announcement of a Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and Edge wow. at Crown Jewel. I mean, wow. we did say a while Can back. Can I rewind it very slightly? Can I yeah. rewind you there? Yeah. Just to earlier in the show, when you had um, Seth have a, a an interview promo with Kayla, Kayla Braxton, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. he was sort of 
get just the usual that we've had from trying to get Edge to respond to him. But man, this guy's promos at the moment are absolute fire. There's there's a lot of stuff in, in WWE where I can sort of look away and not pay much attention occasionally. But Seth, the moment he's on the screen, I'm just transfixed on him and what he's got to say. He's just so good at yeah, I'm really, I really enjoyed all, all the stuff on this show between Seth and Edge. Um, I think we've called it a few few weeks ago, even before the second match. I kind of said I can see this going as far as like a Hell in a Cell match or something like that, like a match with a big stipulation. So I'm glad we're getting that because I criticised WWE for not doing. Um, they wait for the right pay- like they'll do Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell, but then they won't ever do them apart from that. And that yeah. makes no sense to me. Whereas this yeah. match has got Hell in a Cell kind of written all over it. We predicted they... this, haven't we? Yeah, Even exactly. though we predicted it by accident because we we, we thought to that... think that it was coming up in November, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, which is... A... But we predict... Because it, it just felt right, didn't it? It felt like the sort of match for Hell in a Cell. I think Big Vinny was listening to our podcast and he thought, yes, recharge. You guys know your stuff. I'm going to have a hell in the cell here. <laughs> yeah, um, it felt a bit like that. Um, and the previous two matches have been so good, so I'm really looking forward uh, to it. Let's finish it off. This has got to finish it, though. Yeah, yeah. Surely yeah, this has got to finish it. But yeah, it was just so cool as well. And Edge actually coming out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and then he, he was really so angry as well. Yeah, he was really pumped and and angry. It was a really good, really good uh, end to the show. He went mad, and yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, I thought that was the the best thing on SmackDown, really. Um, other than maybe the um, the Bala Cesaro match, yeah. And there wasn't a lot else, but there was some uh, really good stuff with Roman and Paul Heyman again. We say yeah. that every week. Um, they had a, they had an in ring segment that was really good. Heyman well. with his fire promo down the camera. Yeah, that bit was uh, that bit was Brock, uh, That's when Heyman really shows he he can promo. Oh, he's a, um, he's just one of the best ever to do it at promos. He's just so good. Um, so yeah, I mean they've got me hyped. I mean I'm hyped for that match anyway, um, because of the, how good Roman's been built over the last year or whatever. But you know that these kind of promos hype me up for it even more. Even Brock Brock didn't even need to be there. Um, I know he's gonna be on SmackDown this week, which is good. Um, but yeah, he didn't even need to be there, and they can still uh, make me excited for the match, which is good. Um, and yeah, the other, the only other thing I think from SmackDown was we're finally getting a conclusion. It looks like to the Naomi Sonya Deville feud. Um, we mentioned in that most weeks how we liked the the little interactions between them, um, and we were wondering whether it was going to build to sort of Naomi maybe joining the Bloodline or or having a match against someone of note. And it looks like we're actually going to get the match against Sonya Deville because Sonya Deville hasn't wrestled in a long time. So I'm intrigued for that one as well because. Well, we haven't seen a wrestle, and we haven't really seen Naomi much either. So it's kind of a very fre- fresh. Yeah, I'm match. looking forward to seeing it. To be honest, um, I'm hoping it's a start of something rather than the start and the end in one go, um, because it's on SmackDown. I think it, it it can hopefully build and maybe get them a spot on a on a pay per view. Um, I don't know if we've got one quite soon after. Crown Jewel. I know we normally I don't think, do. Yeah, I don't think there's one till Survivor. I don't think it's till Survivor Series, but I can see them doing a feud into Survivor Series, maybe based around Naomi not being on the Survivor Series team and then somehow getting on the team, which will annoy Sonya Deville. And maybe she'll be on the team as well. Who knows? Um, that could be cool. Yeah, that could work. I can yeah, see I them doing something good. there. Nice I, to I see can see something. that happening. Yeah. 
So that, that's uh, that's uh, good stuff. Anything else from SmackDown? That we also had mention? something very small. We had Mace have a solo promo. Um, oh so yeah, good to see that, that was interesting. Him in ring. That'd be good yeah, because I kind of said I think last week when we discussed the draft, I said that I can see T Bar maybe getting, you know, re- repackaged as back as um, Dominic Dijakovic and maybe getting a bit of a push. But I said that Mace, I think, will just disappear on SmackDown. But the fact that he's already had a promo is is a good sign for him. Maybe he will do something. Um, be interesting to see how he does on his own. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and we had a happy talk segment, but I think you wanted to mention that later on. Is that right? Uh, yes, I will mention that later on. I shall say no more on happy, happy, happy talk. So are we now going on to Raw? Yeah. So if we move on to Raw, um, other stuff other than King of the Rings stuff, um, obviously the main stuff was really between Drew and Big E. What were your opinions on, on the yes, stuff that happened between them? It's getting tense, isn't it? Um, so... It's strange, really, because you've got these two really face um, big superstars and, and it's really getting getting sort of tense between them and wondering where this is going to go. And then from out of nowhere, something I really didn't expect, the Usos come in. Um, I just want to say how good are the Usos. Um, super kicked on both after that match challenge. I just love the Usos, the way they sort of come in. Ever since they sort of changed their acts, I think they're definitely my favourite tag team in WWE, 100%. Um, possibly out of, out of all tag teams in wrestling, to be honest with you. They can just add to anything. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't expect them to come in here, I must admit, because obviously they're a SmackDown um, yeah. team. But it was kind of cool, and they did make some sense of it, in the sense that, obviously, Roman sent them there, um, and yeah. obviously the winner will probably face Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, and they kind of worked that into the promo, so they at least gave a reason as to why the, the Usos were there. Because at first I was like, well, why are SmackDown team here? Yeah. Um, and obviously it was all about can Drew and Big E coexist, which is a storyline I get very bored with because they do it way too much. Um, yeah. But I thought they kind of, you know, they made it work last week with, um, we mentioned it with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Yeah. Um, here... I think it didn't work as well overall. No. Um, and again, the match, they did they did a match um, in the main event with a non-finish, um, a double count out, which I thought they would just beat the Usos. I know you don't necessarily, I know you don't want the Usos to get beat, but you're getting beat by the, the WWE champion and the challenger. Yeah. So I don't think it would have done the Usos any harm to take a pin here. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed with that. The match they had, was actually very good in the ring. I mean, you, yeah. you're not going to get a bad match with those four wrestlers. No. I love the part um, where the Usos were just trashing everything outside the ring. Yeah. Just like throwing the announce table everywhere and things like that. I thought that was really cool. Their, their, their characters are amazing. Um, obviously, we had Drew hit the Claymore on um, Big E. Yeah, at the um, end, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, overall, it was okay. Again, yeah, it's that sort of thing where they're just throwing... Feels a little bit like they're throwing people together, but as you say, they have that storyline where one of them is going to face Roman. So, yeah, at least at least sense. they're doing that. It's just I was just a little bit frustrated with the finish of the match. If they'd have finished the match clean, I think I would have been happy enough with this. I mean, the can they coexist thing is a bit boring, but um, they're they're good enough people to pull it off. Um, it's just a shame that the match didn't quite have a finish to it. And on on the same vein. Um, the other sort of major match on the show 
was a women's tag team match between obviously Sasha Belair and Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, sorry, not Sasha Belair, um, teaming up together, which is kind of weird because uh, considering how heated a feud they had, um, versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, who exactly aren't exactly best friends anymore either. So yeah. it's a very strange dynamic to that match. And then obviously you had a brawl start, the match yeah. didn't take place. I did like that brawl. I liked it. Because that, that's what should be happening when you've got people sort of who can't cope. That made sense because they all do genuinely hate each other and the match shouldn't even happen. So they kind of, yeah. but then the, again, the problem is they did the match and then still didn't do a finish um, yeah. and just did a DQ for no real reason. It felt like I think it was they'd have been DQ. better for having the finish as the brawl. Yeah. I also didn't like Adam Pierce and, uh, and Sonia coming out. It just seemed childish. It was like, get in the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's just when you do too much. We, I mean, Keeney spoke about it a lot last week about the non-finishes and how many non-finishes there are. And we talk about them every week anyway. But in this, these are two matches, two huge matches that you're doing on the show. Um, neither of them had a finish is a little bit disappointing. Um, yeah, I think. I think I agree there. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, if they'd have ended it with a brawl instead, I think it could have literally finished the show even you could have had it as a main event and had it end with them just having a massive brawl that Um, that that wouldn't have been so bad it was the fact they did the brawl and then restarted it and they still didn't finish it yeah i didn't like the the restart i think raw in this this week in general was a lot weaker than i've been less critical of raw the last few weeks i think it's been decent um last week was okay The, the few weeks before that were pretty good um but i think this week was a pretty weak raw um non-finishes the king of the ring matches didn't hugely deliver um not the women especially the women's ones um and everything else was just okay or or below um i know there's one thing that you bugged you and we'll get to that later um was there anything else on raw that stood out for you in ali turn on mansoor um yeah. which is just a, a build for obviously them having a match at, at crown jewel i'm almost certain yeah that, um, i mean it's been confirmed now Oh, well, there we go. Um, it, it wasn't See? confirmed on Raw, but it has since been confirmed. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a shame because I feel like they had a lot of momentum as a tag team at the start. People seem to enjoy them. I, I personally like them, I as, liked a them as a tag team. Yeah, really um, good. But it, it feels like the plan was all along was let's put Mansoor in a tag team with Ali so that we can just break them up so they can have a match here and then Mansoor mm. can beat him. That's how it feels. And it's a shame because I feel like it's a waste of both guys in a way. I feel like they could have had They've both been drafted to SmackDown. They could have had a run as a babyface tag team, had a match with the Usos at a pay-per-view, you know, maybe even won the titles down the line somewhere. But no, um, unfortunately, another team breaks up. Um, I thought the angle they did was all right, you know, with Ali turning. It was fine what they did, but just a bit, it's just a bit of a shame that they've gone to that already. I felt like they could have not too sure what for to do with him next. No, I feel like neither of them are going to do a lot after the match either, which doesn't make it any better. So, yeah, I think I think that was probably it, unless you had anything else to mention from Raw. Um, just one more thing quickly was the, um, the Riddle-Omos match. Oh, yes, um, yes. So this was quite interesting. Obviously, Riddle in, and Orton are brilliant together. We've mentioned that several times. And um, Riddle kind of thinking that Orton had a plan when he didn't. Here was the story. Um, so Riddle was kind of waiting for him to come in, and he just never did until it was too late. Um, yeah. But I really like the way they just like AJ was kind of 
getting almost to beat him up more. Um, yeah, he was, like, he was like commanding him, wasn't he? Yeah, like hitting I him was looking at kick. one point at Omos and thinking, is he think is he like considering here whether he should be doing this? Um, I, I almost thought he was going to tell AJ no at one point. Uh, yeah, maybe that's that, something we're going to get down the line. That might be interesting certain. if that's like if they keep doing that, if they do that every week with different people. You know, AJ is kind of the commander, the boss, and and Omos just does whatever he says. Eventually, it would be cool to see Omos sort of go, no, I'm not going to do it and kick AJ or something. Yeah. Um, if if they build that in, I mean, it's, this was only once, but uh, it was, this was this was okay. Um, I just thought, well, what they they brought Orton out eventually, and I just didn't really see the point because no. either don't bring him out at all or bring him out at the start. It kind of it was in the middle, and I was like, depends if they're going to play on that with Riddle. Riddle's yeah. going to say, why didn't you come out? Hmm. I could almost see us having a bit of a rift between both teams. So we have RK Bro sort of breaking at the seams, and then we have uh, Omus and AJ because AJ's bossing Omus around so much. And then the, the tag team title match they have is sort of decided by which team breaks. And, and as we said, hopefully that'd be Omos snapping and just like, I don't know, launching AJ for a table or something like that. Yeah, that, that would be that would be cool. I hope some I, I don't mind AJ and Omos breaking up soon, in all honesty. I'd rather see I think AJ could do something than other than not being in a tag division anyway. Um, yeah. so I don't mind that at all. Um, so I think that's it for me for a while. Yeah. Ruled so, out. So let's um, move on to the final show to talk about, which is NXT. And, you know, we've had very mixed feelings on NXT over the last few weeks, but I must say, I felt like this was definitely the best episode of NXT since the relaunch. Yeah, I agree. Um, and is it me or did they stop saying 2.0 all the time? Maybe, I hope so. because I, I didn't past. hear it so much. Um, and I think that's part of the on the positive run anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what a good start. Um the sort of brawl outside and uh Del Fantasma putting Hit Row into into the back of the car apart from Spurve. Yeah, I like I li- that. I like that as well because Legado have always done that. It fits their character. Um Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza actually joined Legado Del Fantasma from being kidnapped and put in a car. You know, yeah. a couple of years ago now it feels like but it feels like that really fitted their characters. So it wasn't just like a random thing um and i like that and and what i really liked about all of this is obviously swerve's been called up for the main roster so you felt like he was definitely losing the title they yeah. did everything to make you think he was losing to escobar by having hit row get kidnapped and you thought oh escobar's winning but then they actually yeah. had swerve win yeah match and then obviously carmelo hayes cashed in afterwards and and won the title i just thought this was really really well done and the match itself as well was was very good as expected really clever the best thing i think that's happened so far in nxt definitely yeah Um, yeah as you said it was so surprising the match was awesome and then the fact that and i i actually wrote in my notes i put swerve taking the title to smackdown how's that going to work yeah same thing they're going to bring a new title in and my head was going and then suddenly Carmelo Hayes uh, attacked him and then used that that contract as like a money in the bank, which I, I like having more of these sort of twists and turns, as long as they don't go over the top of it. I thought this was a really clever angle to go at. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely. really interested to see what he does. Um, mm. And, and he, he threw some real good moves at him. I'm excited to see him in ring, actually. Yeah. And I, I, I'm 
I was um, critical a little bit in the past because I felt like I didn't know what cut title Carmelo was going for. I was a bit worried that he was going to go for the tag team title. Obviously, they yeah. had the they had the tag title shot, didn't they, and everything. And yeah. I thought, oh, is this they're, they're wasting a contract on a tag? Because I thought, well, he's not going to win the main title. But the North American title was the perfect title for him to win. Um, yeah. And they did it really well. So I'm happy with the result there as well. And I really, I think the future's there. Very bright for Carmelo Hayes. I, I, I like the look of him so far. I think he's really good in the ring and um, he's got a decent promo on him as well. Trick with him offers something new to his act. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with that. I think that's, that, I, I agree with you. It's the best thing they've done so far on NXT 2.0. I think this was old style NXT with a little bit of main roster sprinkling on it with a cash in. Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, it was done in so a good, good way, wasn't it? In a good way, though. Yeah. Uh, I thought, thought it and was very, very unpredictable. Good. Very unpredictable. I haven't seen anything on the main roster that unpredictable for ages. So, no, I, I was genuinely shocked. And it was, well done, it was NXT. Great. It was very, very well done. Um, so yeah, well done to NXT for that one. Um, other thing on NXT to talk about, um, I think the um, the debut of Ivy Nile was an interesting one. I thought, um, she looked pretty awesome as well. And I've, I've yeah. come around to, I think, Diamond Mind are really. Diamond Mine are really starting to find themselves now. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they're really good. I like the promos. Yeah, the promos have, have improved. That We know more about their characters, um, who they are, what their purpose is. And I think the Creed brothers have looked really good in the ring. Um, Roderick Strong is obviously a veteran who's been around a long time. We know all about him. Um, and to see Ivy Nile now come in and look really good in the ring, I think it's a positive sign for, for her. And I thought for it was good. I liked the submission as well. Yeah, I really like that. I, it was an odd move. I've it, not looked seen like, them. it looked like it hurt. That's for yeah, sure. and and I I heard this mentioned on a, on another show that I watched earlier. But um, so tor- torture racks, uh, obviously a, a old submission move. And a lot of the time they move them up and down. They almost like bounce. Yeah. But she didn't do that. She stretched them over, and that's why it looked yeah. like it actually hurt. And I thought it was really really well done. Um, Quick, it was a quick match. It wasn't anything special, but it was it was a good debut, I thought. It was a lot better debut than BFAB had, which I'm sure Keely yeah. would be pleased to hear me say. Yeah. Uh, not that his opinion matters. <laughs> not that. Not anymore, anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it was good. Happy, happy to see what, what she's going to do in the future. Um, and then we had that the interruption, didn't we? Yeah, so you had... Um, Yes, yeah, so obviously they'll cut the promo afterwards. Ika Manjiro, who I, I think is hilarious, comes out um, randomly. One of the crew brothers, I think it was Julius, sort of steps up to him. Um, yeah. And then is in, ended up being Kushida um, that made the save returning. So I think obviously we're going to get this tag match between Ika Manjiro and Kushida. Got Kushida got absolutely wrecked. Yeah, he did, yeah. One thing so. I like that, that's coming through on the characters, uh, I'm not sure which Creed brother it was, but he was like, Given the proper like stereotypical wrestler, high school wrestler, he was like whipping him with the towel. Yeah, <laughs> he was whipping Kushida with a towel. I was like, these little little things like that, um, just really really clever. Yeah, I, I like Diamond Mine, and I think they're going to go far. I think they've done 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 really well with them. I was down on them when they first came in, but I think they've really improved what they've done. Sort of them. a replacement, isn't it, for Undisputed Era? I think I think that's what they're trying to go with. Yeah, um, but a very different type of a group. Strong, but, stable, yeah, equally. Very strong stable, and I do. I love strong stables. I think we all do on this pod. Um, so you love a good old stable. Um, next on uh, NXT, I think the, another thing to talk about is um, 
the tag match between Carlo Riley and Von Wagner versus yes. Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Yeah. Um, so my thoughts on this were, this was a pretty decent match as well. This had a very old NXT feel when Kyle and Pete were in the ring. Um, yes. Obviously two guys that have been around a long time, great wrestlers. And um, I think, I know Keeney's going to hate that, but this, but uh, Von Wagner's looked better the last couple of weeks. Um, he has. I think he's been well protected because he's been put in there with good people. Yes. And like you were saying, you you were saying it earlier on, I can't remember who you were saying it about now. You were saying um, they've been put in the ring with some good people to make them look good. I can't remember who you were saying I can't remember about. who that was, but it's, it's a pretty typical tactic, isn't it? But I, I think, yeah. I actually think also, not just Wagner, I, I think Kyle O'Reilly needs this. I think he was really starting to lose traction, almost so that he didn't have it in him on his own. So I think they may keep this partnership going and it looked at the end like they may do and and i think this may help both of them um yeah i, th- I think the idea team. is to obviously to bring von wagner up by putting, yeah. pairing him with Car- carlo carlo riley who's one of the top stars i was worried that it was bringing kyle down rather than von Wagner up um and it still may do that but at least yeah there's i, I think feel kyle like riley was struggling a little bit before yeah I, I i mean he was getting booed and stuff wasn't he um, mm. the cool Kyle gimmick was, was not working, and things like that. So, and what was interesting here as well, I, I thought this was to happen anyway, but um, Von Wagner did get the pin, which I think is probably the right move. The new guy, and he got the pin on Ridge Holland, who obviously is moving up to SmackDown, so that made really sense, matter, does it? If exactly, the pin, exactly. Yeah. NXT history's like forgotten once you move up to the main roster, pretty much anyway, so yeah. I it always that happens was... every single time. You guarantee when someone gets pinned, they're going, they're yeah, going I, up to the main roster. I think that was the, the right decision. I mean, if Pete had got pinned, I'd have been worried, put it that way. Um, so I think that was that was fair enough. Um, so Andre Chase. Oh, yeah. Your mixed opinions of this guy. It's basically Drew Gulak, but with an edge, isn't it? It's, it's a rip-off of Gulak, which <laughs> is my negative point. Yeah. My positive point is he makes me laugh, just like sending people out of the class, getting angry. And, I know uh, it's a simple said, thing, Go join Steve. Go join, join Steve in dumbass class yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Things like that just made me laugh. But yeah, he is just a rip-off of Gulak, which isn't that old, to be honest. What, two, three years ago, something like that? So Yeah, it it does feel a little... I, mean, I saw even Drew Gulak tweet about it, actually, because they mentioned on NXT that Drew Gulak was live tweeting about the show. And um, oh. <laughs> he tweeted, saying, who's this Andrew Chase guy? I've seen this somewhere before. Like, because he knew it was basically a copy of him, but <laughs> with swearing in it. <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. Um, but I don't feel like it's a gimmick that's going to go to like the main card or anything. It's like it feels like a lower card. I never thing. thought Gulak would, to be fair. And but gimmick, somehow. yeah, gimmicks that can go to the top though. Tony D'Angelo. I was, I was oh. joking around with you yesterday when I said, "Is it too early to call him the greatest superstar of all time in NXT?" Because um, <laughs> all of a sudden, I've changed my like. I loved again. I loved him on this show. You was hating um, on him the other week. I know, you? I know. But once I saw him in ring, and I was like, actually, he's quite good in the ring, and his gimmick is cheesy and stupid as all hell, but it makes me laugh. And this week, obviously, I had Lash Legend mention him on a crappy show, which I think is rubbish, by the way, um, saying that he wanted to come on the show, but the producer said no. And then they linked that later into his promo by showing a guy asking for help in the back of a car 
which was obviously the producer from the earlier segment, um, which I just thought was really good. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just like the way he talks. And I'm just, I'm into this gimmick now all of a sudden. Yeah, I think he's okay. I'm not quite as into him as you are, but yeah, I look forward to seeing where it's going to go. Yeah, I think the rest, the wrestling is important with these gimmicks. They have, if they, they're good in the ring, you can get them over. And I, I think he had a really positive, I really like, I think Keeney mentioned it as well last week, the, um, the pay and the ref before the, the, the bell yeah, went. That's cool. And just little things like that. Like, I just really like what they're doing there. Um, so I think there's potential there. I think there's one other maybe thing on NXT of note, which was the Joe Gacy Champa. Obviously, that was quite a big deal in the sense that if Gacy, Gacy won the match, um, he would get a title. He'd get added to the title match between Champa and uh, Breaker. He didn't win the match, um, yeah. as I think I predicted last week. Um, but I think, you know, I've been very critical of the Joe Gacy gimmick. I don't like it. But I did say last week that he impressed me in the ring. And I think he yeah. continued that again this week. I thought he looked quite good. He went for a moonsault that he missed and Champa moved that away. But he's shown that he's got a little bit of high-flying offense in there as well. So I think in ring-wise, he, he could be yeah, I think he quite could good. Be okay. Yeah, but it's just... Um, who was the guy who attacked Champ at the end? So we did mention him last week. He's His name's Harland. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Paul... Paul Porker, <laughs> Porker. <laughs> Parker, Parker, Boudreau, um, who was the Brock Lesnar lookalike guy. Ah, yes, They've I completely changed his gimmick. Um, he's shaved his hair, obviously, but he's a crazy looking man, isn't he? I mean, and Ga- Ga- um, Gacy <laughs> um, then helped Champa. Yeah, I think I wasn't. I was a bit confused by the end of this match. I didn't like the Arthur bit. I'm wondering if he's trying to sort of latch onto him now. Is he there yeah. to laugh, didn't he? Yeah, um, it, it was a bit odd. if he's trying to get in his head. So I don't think they're finished. No, probably not. And um, But yeah, the match was okay. It was, it was all right. I, th- I think the wrestling on this show improved. I think that's why I was into this show. I think the, the tag match was good between the men. That match was decent. And I think the main event was very good. So I think... That was why NXT seemed better this week. Um, there was some women segments as well. We mentioned anything. We had that. toxic attraction. Yeah, I think I just I can see why they're putting them in sort of two or three times uh, a show because they're, they're pushing just them hard, aren't they? So good, they they are, but they're just so good on the mic. I they, am into the wrestle. They're they're just amazing. And Mandy Rose has come from being nothing to me. Uh, sort of in ring and, and and on promos to to one of the best, if not the best, uh, females on on the on the roster. I know she's gone from it, main card. To it wouldn't NXT. surprise me if she won the the NXT title at Halloween Havoc because no. I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to. I think she'll do much better. I think Gonzalez has done her run now. And I think the um, fact as well that you're having the there's a stipulation on the match because obviously Raquel did a little promo about spinning the wheel. Um, putting a stipulation on it makes it quite not obvious but i think there could definitely be interference yeah um on that oh there was another little cool thing did you see the the little vignette thing with the the hooded person and the voice that was like covered over and they were like burying something on nxt do you remember that segment no i don't think i saw that oh anyway um that was that was cool uh, somewhat returning i think it's dakota kai but i'm not sure but i hope it's dakota kai I hope it, it is, like but I'm a also a little bit disappointed because I thought she was definitely ready for the main roster. Yeah, same, same. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I, as long as they do something with her, though, you know. Yeah, she needs to be somewhere. used. 
Um, I think that's probably about it for NXT. There was the other, there was another women's tag match which was fairly irrelevant with Indy Hartwell and uh, Persia. Perotta it was okay, it. wasn't it? That was very, very quick, but that again led to um, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark coming out and then Toxic Attraction. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was what it was leading to. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a match, a triple threat maybe at um, Halloween Havoc as well. Uh, looking forward to Halloween Havoc. That's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Champ and Breaker. I'm just intrigued to see what they do with the book in mm. there. Um, yeah, very intrigued by that one in particular. Um, but I think that's probably it for NXT. So we can move on to our favourite segment, Krusty. I know it's definitely your favourite segment. It is. It's time for Skid Marks. And for those of you who haven't heard the podcast before or started on one of our latest um, pods, this is where we choose something from the week. Uh, it might not be something from the show. It might be something that's been going on for a while, but we're sort of brought to our attention on one of these week's shows. And it's something negative that we think is a real skid mark in the week of wrestling. So, Fisher, would you like to tell me your skid mark first? Yeah, so there was there's a few options. Obviously, my main bugbear this week was the booking of the women's Queen mm. Queen's Crowns tournament, but I haven't gone for that purely because we've already spoken about that in detail. So the my skid mark for the week is Kevin Owens booking on SmackDown, um, and I think I know why they're doing it. I mentioned last week. I'm pretty sure, like you know, he's I think he's got three months left on his contract in WWE. Pretty sure he's not signing another one because I don't think. If he was signing another one, I don't think they'd be booking him this way. No. They'd be booking him strong, trying to get him to stay. And I think they already know he's got no interest in staying. So they're just booking him into the ground. And at the moment, I mean, he's just feuding with Happy Corbin and Riddick, um, not Riddick Moss, Madcap Moss on SmackDown. And although I'm more into the Happy Corbin character than I was sort of the old Baron Corbin or King yeah. Corbin character, I wish they weren't doing all this at the expense of Kevin Owens. Well, and it's I know, just the same. Like Kevin Owens, he's one of your favourite superstars, isn't he? He is, and it, but it's just the same thing every week as well. Like they're doing a segment, they're talking. He comes out, gets beaten up two on one, and the segment ends. There's I'm nothing. I'm just to happy it. to see Corbin on the other end. That's the only thing I'm happy about. I know it's a shame that Kevin Owens is is the one that. Um, yeah. Taking a hit, but I'm just happy that Corbin's I get doing why they're doing up it. for once. I get why they're doing it, because if he is leaving, they're not going to push him. But no. I don't, I, you know, I, I hate seeing Kevin Owens just being like nothing. Um, so I feel like we're counting down to the final days, till the end of January for him. And Kevin Steen is his old ring name. He'll be popping up on Dynamite or something. He's got to go year. to AEW. He can't go to RL, surely. No, he. he uh, I can see that happening. He's been. He's even. He even teased the. Um, he used to be in a faction with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Really, years ago, years ago, and he it's called Mount Rushmore. Wow. And um, he um, posted the coordinates for most Mount Rushmore, the numbers on his Twitter really? a while back. Yeah. So I think that was a hint, and since that. Believe it or not, is when the, the booking. I think started. I prefer that because Kevin Owens hasn't really done it for me in WWE for quite a long time. No, he hasn't He's, done enough. Like since Jericho, been. I'd say almost. I mean, he had some good stuff with Seth, but it because it was. A, I, I thought the stuff had, with Seth was really good, actually, and the yeah. stuff with Roman was decent as well. I think he's ready for AEW. I think he is really as well. Do. Yeah, um, it's a shame because I love it. I, I mean, I, I'm. The bonus is, I mean, I like both shows, so I'm still going to get to watch him. This is my attitude with Alistair Black. I was a massive Alistair Black fan, and I was gutted when he left WWE. 
but he's going to AEW and he's doing a similar gimmick, but he's been pushed more. So yes. I still get to watch him, which is great. And I feel like if Bray Wyatt ever goes to AEW, we'll feel, I'll feel the same about that as well, you know, but I don't yeah. know if he will be, but um, so I feel like, yeah, we're maybe in watching the final weeks of, of Kevin Owens. Um, I even felt like when we watched it um, live, actually, we went to the O2 to watch and Kevin Owens was there. I even felt like he did a little speech after the, the match he did. And I'm, I even felt like at the time he was kind of saying goodbye almost to yeah. the UK fans. That's how it kind of felt to me. Um, and yeah, it's just sad to see it. Um, but, you know, it might have a positive outcome. Like I say, if he does go to AEW and, and becomes Kevin Steen and, and has great matches, then I suppose it, it'll all make sense in the end. But that's my skid mark for the week. That was a good skid mark. So my skid mark um, was made relevant this week during the um, Jeff Hardy-Austin Theory match. But I was quite looking forward to this because they had the, um, the segment the other week where Austin Theory hit Jeff Hardy, took the picture with him, and I thought this could be quite a good match. Jeff's had some good matches lately. Um, and then they decide to interrupt the match with the 24-7 title. Yeah. This bug me a lot coming as well. out. <laughs> so my skid mark is the 24-7 title. I I didn't mind the stuff where they had um I've forgotten. Drake Maverick and R Truth. Sorry. Drake Maverick, R Truth. Yeah, no, R Truth Jinder and things like that. Yeah, Drake Maverick as well. Where it was quite silly, just rolling each other up in different places on the plane, wherever. But now that they're interrupting the Jai class as serious matches, I think it's just embarrassing. Uh, and I think it's run its course, especially if they're going to use it like this. I preferred the days of the, the when you compare the title, you compare it to the hardcore title. That yeah. actually had some prestige, although it was still quite silly because it was just an absolute bundle and people smashing each other in the head with bin lids. Uh, I thought that was so much better, even if like every couple of weeks they just had a match where they lobbed 12 superstars in the ring and then just let them go crazy and you had like 10 pins in the match or something silly like that with a countdown. I think yeah. it would be better than this. For it to interrupt a Jeff Hardy match after this sort of insult where they had him involved in that train the other day, I think it's absolutely disgusting and an absolute skid mark. Yeah, and, and the thing is as well, this was, what, what makes it even worse is this was Austin Theory's sort of re-debut on the main roster. This is his first yeah. match. Um, and yeah. I, I think we even said last week, you know, it's good that Austin Theory's in a high-profile thing. Hopefully he doesn't get treated like a joke and put in a 24-7 title picture. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be, but it's not a good sign if you're, no. you're involving... Because you wouldn't do the 24-7 title come out during a Roman Reigns match, would you? I or think a Big E match. <laughs> um, in the middle of a Paul Heyman promo, just getting, yeah. to, getting to charge out. Also, to add insult to injury which has been my skid mark in previous weeks, they ended this match with a roll-up. Yeah. It wasn't so bad because he cheated by having the belt, but still, mm. that's two insults in one match, that is, having the yeah, 24-7 title come out. and then I knew you'd hate this when you watched it. Um, I hated the 24-7 thing. I really did. I think that was really silly in, the, in this spot. Um, just don't do it. I think the problem is they've run out of, they've clearly run out of ideas with a 24-7 title. If you've run out of ideas, and the same with a women's tag title, it feels like at this point. If you've run out yeah. of ideas, just don't do don't just do stick it. everyone in a ring, all those low-card people, and give them 10 minutes of chaos. Or just turn it into a, I don't know, a, a 24-7 battle royale match or something like that. Hmm. Just 
I, I just think it's stupid. Um, I, I don't mind the, the skits where time. they. I don't mind the skits where they do like the Drake Maverick stuff with yeah, and, that's with funny. our truth was really good. Even some of the Reggie stuff early on was okay. You know him jumping around and yeah, getting ice creams and all this weird stuff was okay. But when they're actually coming into the live crowd and interfering in matches, that's where the line really is drawn. And I don't get it as well when they have one-on-one matches for the title. Um, all this kind and of then stuff. And everyone runs out right at the end. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's just... It's been too long now. I mean, it's, I feel like it's been... how long, I don't know how many years it's been going, but it's been far too long. And when it seeps into the other stuff that's on the roster that's more important, I don't mind it being in its own little world. But when it starts in getting involved in other matches, that's when it becomes a real issue. I agree with you on this. Um, yeah, major skid mark. So yeah, that's that's my skid mark of the week. Okay, well, I think we're pretty much done now, aren't we, really? Um, so... Yeah, so I think we're all out of charge now, so we're going to have to recharge our batteries. Hopefully, we'll be back to, to a three-man show next week. Um, you're not really fired. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, all three of yeah. us will be free, free to do it. This is the first one where one of us has missed a show. So, like I say, we don't know whether it'll be when we'll be recording because of Crown Jewel, but hopefully, it'll probably still be the same. It yeah, might not keep be. Keep an eye on Twitter. We'll let you know when it's going to go out. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you know. And speaking of Twitter, you know, follow us on at Recharge Wrestle. Um, to and interact with us you know feel free to to message us or vote on our polls or, or comment on our stuff we really enjoy the interaction asking questions for the pods as well um and we're also on facebook which is also um at recharge wrestle or you can just i think you can just type in recharge wrestling and you'll find us on there we are part of the uh, robot republic community so follow them um at Re- robot republic underscore um they have more great podcasts uh, about gaming horror movies things like that um, nerd culture so yeah um that was uh that's it for this week um so we'll see you next week see you next week thank you bye-bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.